Hi, this is Varun Haran. I'm Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group in Asia. My guest today is Vaidyanathan Iyer, who is the Business Unit Executive Asia-Pacific for Information Risk Protection at IBM Security. Vaidyanathan is going to be speaking to us about something interesting today. He's going to be talking to us about the mobile and endpoint security landscape in the Asia-Pacific region and the security aspects of the role that mobility is playing in the digital transformation that is taking place in these markets. Thanks, Vaidhi, for joining us today. Thank you, Varun. Pleasure to be speaking to you. Pleasure is mine, Vaidhi. Let's start off. Let me ask you, from your vantage point as a thought leader, what is the state of the mobile mm-hmm. security landscape today, and what are some of the common pain points that you're hearing when you speak to the industry in the APAC region? So it's pretty interesting, Varun. The industry is going through a tremendous transformation, right? Because the digitization of business is happening at a breakneck speed, especially in mm-hmm. this part of the world that is Asia Pacific, which is a combination of manufacturing, service providers, developers, healthcare providers, etc. Right? So they are digitizing to catch up with the business, and the digital transformation is underpinned by the security transformation. And most of the organizations in this area, including the governmental organizations, have been in the legacy framework. So there is a lot of movement to cloud which will happen which is unavoidable and hence the reach to cloud is outside the traditional boundaries of the organization which is primarily through the advanced smart endpoint devices of which mobile is one you can also look at the tablets the tablets and the laptops which with the more capabilities so it becomes a unified endpoint and the access mechanism that the users have to the organization differ hence the mobile landscape is very rapidly evolving the threat network is also completely evolving. So it's a very interesting scenario in this part of the Asia Pacific. Okay. So, you know, as you rightly said, the mobile and the endpoint ecosystem is really powering a lot of this digital transformation that is taking place in these markets. So what are some of the security challenges associated with this digital transformation in your view? Yeah. So let's pick up with the common pain points. I think you did mention about the pain points. The pain points are fundamentally how the security posture of the organization is fine-tuned to accept a different paradigm in access parameters, which is accessing through the mobile. Traditionally, the security was very tight. We have an intranet, which, you know, we have proxy servers, so on and so forth, which is very tightly controlled. My access to my corporate database is tightly controlled. The people who are using the system are tightly controlled under the corporate guidelines. Today, with the advent of mobile and cloud, it is completely different because people are working remotely. There are people who are not part of the organization accessing the database because of the business needs. There are contract people who are accessing the database, so on and so forth. So the pain points are, how do I uplift the traditional security ecosystem to encompass the newer challenges, which means the identity is become the new perimeter. Earlier, the perimeter was network. In cloud, the perimeter is kind of cloudy, which means identity is the new perimeter. So I am identified by my identity. Am I the right person to access it? Do I have the right privileges to do what I'm doing? So do I have the right access privileges? Am I using the right application? Is my application rightly secure? Which means we are not actually looking at the traditional firewall and traditional IPS. So the pain point is how exactly I transform quickly to encompass the mobile security landscape and how do I change my security posture? The other pain point is how do I actually educate each one of the user about the do's and don'ts uh, in the system? We will come to that in a little bit later because I want to talk about some of the interesting regulations because Asia Pacific has its own dynamics, right? We right, have right. too many different countries, not like Europe or North America where there's one regulation which is going through. So that's also another interesting factor. So there are multiple pain points which are technology, which are legal, which are educational and skill-oriented. 
in your view, Vedi, what are some strategies that you can suggest to practitioners that can help them make an effective move against these challenges? What are they doing wrong now? Or what are they doing that is not relevant anymore? And how can they do it differently? So to be fair to the practitioners, if I speak like security practitioner here, even the auditing, which we do traditionally has to change. Today, they have been auditing the organizations, which is with respect to that particular organization. But come to cloud, you have a third-party service provider who is actually providing the services and who have an equal stake in the business, whether you like it or not, irrespective of where the cloud provider is located in which part of the world. There are legal implications. So auditing will encompass the agreement of the cloud service provider to the third-party service provider to you. So the auditing has to change. The parameters of the governance will change because it will include governing. So there will be a federated governance, if I can use that term, which is futuristic. And there is a new auditing terminology which is developing among the auditing community, which is called agile audit. Like agile workflow, agile development, they are now coming with agile auditing, which is a continuous process of auditing, not the traditional that I audit in the first part of the year and then I go back to the second. So the traditional auditing is still be changing. So the security practitioners, you know, have to recast their governance model, have to recast their auditing model, and have to fine-tune their auditing model and governance model to the technology and skill challenges. Right. So I think that's a perfect opportunity to segue into this other question that I was going to ask you is that in addition to the dynamic nature of the threat landscape, there are a lot of different compliance, regulatory, and you know data privacy regimes that are there in the APAC region. And how are they going to impact organization and what practitioners need to take into account while planning their mobile security or endpoint security strategy for the coming year? Okay, this requires a little bit of detailed answer, Varun. Sure. The reason is we are not talking about a contiguous geographical territory. We are talking about different nations, which are their nation states. So you have the Southeast Asian nations, which by themselves, even though they are a block like ASEAN, they themselves are different countries, different entities, and different governments. Right. Similarly, Australia is a different government, New Zealand is a different government, India is a different government. So we have different laws which are prevalent. Take South Asia for that matter, right? Starting with South Asia, India has been in the forefront of the cyber law. So we have the cyber laws which are already in place. We have the CERT, which is there for Computer Regulation Center. We have Tri Telephone Regulatory Authority of India, which puts in. We have RBI guidelines for the banks, which are as far as India is concerned. Bangladesh has similar guidelines which are coming up. There's Computer Society of Bangladesh, which is actually talking about the regulations. Sri Lanka is putting up regulations. So this is why we talk about the South Asia market. Now, you come to Singapore. In Singapore, you have a Computer Misuse and Cyber Security Act of 2013, which is probably even today the Mother Act, which actually handles the different cyber security questions. And Thailand, right, you have Personal Data Protection Bill, which is currently under review of National Legislative Assembly of Thailand. It's not passed, as I understand. There is a Thai Civil and Commercial Code, which covers, and there is a Computer Crime Act of 2007, and there are multiple acts. There are some other acts, Financial Institution Act, Official Information Act, which are relevant if you have to do business in Thailand or with Thai customers. Indonesia has set up what they call as Badan Cyber National, which actually is their, it's all BSN in short form, which actually puts forward the Cyber Security Act for the country. So you should be cognizant about that. And if you look at Australia, you know, very interestingly, where exactly, you know, if you're looking at Australia, Australia does not have a law which is equivalent to the HIPAA or GLBA Act or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But Australia has specific acts, right? There is an Australian privacy principles. There is a cyber crime act. 
there is a spam act and typically New Zealand they're formulating a very strong law over there and there is something called NCSC New Zealand which is National Cyber Security Center which actually puts out the laws for New Zealand. Why I actually went a little deep into it is please understand that each one of the geographies have different laws. So the practitioner and the companies depending upon the country where they are located in has to be very cognizant of the specific that which pertains to that country where they are based at and the larger acts which are which are covering because they normally handle the act outside right for example a lot of customers handle in the US from Philippines for that matter there are a lot of customers in the Europe which is handled from Singapore so if you are handling customers from Europe the GDPR act should come into play because you are handling the data of a European citizen so this becomes a major challenge for the Asia Pacific geographies because you need to have two things in mind your country's law plus the international law which you should be complied with so very let me ask you as a concluding question you know in the next six to yes. 12 months time frame as a practitioner and a thought yes. leader what are some insights that you can share on what to prepare for and how to go about it from a mobile security standpoint so i would say that first have a deep, deep look at your crown jewels what are you actually wanting to protect because you are expanding the access of your organizations to way beyond what you have been doing for so far. So you are getting access from people hitherto have not even touched the organization. It could even be public. People could be reaching you through social media because organizations are adopting to social media. Change. So what you need to do is re-evaluate the risk profile of the organization in the context of the big data, social, and cloud. Realign your business priorities. With respect to the realigned business priorities, reevaluate your risk, understand the crown jewels, and reorient the fundamental security posture to protect those crown jewels. That is what will flow into your security, into the cloud and to the mobile. Because those, please understand, the mobile and the other end-user devices are primarily access points. What they access is data inside the organization. How they access is using the application. And who accesses it? The people. Right, So you have to actually look at technologies which cover the data, which protects the application, which manages the access of the people. Your firewall and your traditional IPS should be application aware and should be you should be bringing in the capability to handle emerging threats. That is what we call as cognitive. Bring in the cognitive technology, bring in analytics, bring in cognitive technology, fine-tune your audit practices to suit the new world order. That's what primarily I would put it in a nutshell for the organizations which are getting ready or which are in the path of embracing the mobile landscape. And I think as IBM Security, you're also looking at doing some activities and initiatives towards spreading this kind of awareness. Yes. Absolutely. So as IBM, IBM is a large corporation which has embraced mobile and the social media. We share our best practices with the organizations and we also do very specific events which are targeted and which will help, uh, you know, to share the ideas and be a thought leader form. In this connection, I would say that there is an upcoming virtual event called IBM Cyber Security eSummit for Asia Pacific, which will feature a specialized curriculum for security professionals, which will cover topics on threat protection, incident response, mobile security, you know, IoT security application and identity and access management so this will be a good forum so look forward to this forum which is coming up in asia Pacific in 2017 this year absolutely thank you so much for that insight a lot of detail there for our audience thanks so much for joining us today thank you Varun. thank you for the opportunity appreciate your time thank you that was vaidyanathan ayer who is business unit executive for asia pacific for information risk protection at ibm security for ismg in asia this is Varun haran thanks for listening